Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in-depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith, and today we are talking faith and sports with Paul Putz. Dr. Putz serves as the Assistant Director of the Faith and Sports Institute at Baylor's George W. Truett Theological Seminary where he helps lead and develop online programming and curriculum, as well as assisting with communications and strategic planning. The Faith and Sports Institute, launched in 2021, is a team of athletes, coaches, chaplains, and scholars who provide theological education, research, and formative practices for Christian leaders in sports. Putz's research focuses on the intersection of sports and Christianity, and he's currently at work on his first book, The Spirit of the Game, American Protestants, Big Time Sports, and the Contest for National Identity. His work has appeared in a variety of media outlets, including Christianity Today, Sports Illustrated, and NPR, and he's with us today on the program. Paul, thanks so much for joining us. Great to have you here today. Thanks, Derek. Really glad to be with you. Well, faith and sports is a topic that I find really interesting, and Baylor's a great place to uh, to, to discuss that, so I'm excited to dive in with you. Now, I think a lot of people might look at this and say, wow, what an interesting job you have. I'm curious if, if we looked back, if we saw you as a child or a, or a younger man, would we have seen breadcrumbs or signs pointing to the fact that you might have a job like this someday? There probably were some hints, I think. Yeah, so I grew up, I'm a pastor's kid, so there's the faith side of it. Makes sense that maybe I do something related to that. I love sports, so I'm playing all the sports growing up too and passionate about that. And so I think those two things combining make sense. But I was also a first-gen college student, so I, you know, no one in my family had done more than junior college before I went and got a college degree, and so I don't think I even had it modeled that you can do this sort of work in higher education. I didn't really know what higher education was uh, growing up, so I think there were some seeds, definitely some crumbs, but it really wasn't until I got my college degree, started teaching high school, that I began to think, hey, you can actually do some teaching in college too. Maybe, maybe my path is to get into higher education. So you grew up in a small town, Nebraska. You you played sports, uh, went to a, a small school to play basketball in, in Omaha. H- how formative was the role of sports in just kind of your path, uh, not even necessarily faith in sports now, but just the path that you ended up taking? Oh, it was huge. Uh, and, and faith was a part of that, too. So Fellowship of Christian Athletes was a big part of my formation growing up. I had a, my basketball coach was an FCA mentor in high school as well. And probably one of the most important people shaping how I understood life. And I think I wouldn't have said it this way back then, but when I reflect now, I can see that sports was forming and shaping me to become a certain type of person. I think instilling work ethic and discipline, even when I went and got my PhD, I mean, it was this drive to practice basketball, I think, that helped me develop the skills to stick with it when you're pursuing that. And at the same time, it built relationships and connections, built a sense of confidence, so in many ways, I think who I am today can't be separated from playing basketball, playing other sports growing up. And I think that's something that a lot of people experience, too. Visiting with Paul Putz. And uh, Paul, want to take a look at your path to Baylor here real quick before we really dive into your work. Uh, what attracted you here? When did you find out about this Faith and Sports Institute and uh, what made you want to be a part of it? Yeah, so there's an interesting, there's sort of two, my, two Baylor stories is what I have. Starts in 2013 when I come down to Waco to do a PhD in history. At the time, I'm a high school teacher in Omaha, Nebraska, married. We have our first kid. Her name is Layton. She's like one year old. And in 2013, Bethany and I moved down to Waco uh, for me to pursue this PhD in history. And at the time, 
I wasn't exactly sure what to do, I, I, but I, I knew I wanted to do something related to sports and Christianity. And so I spent five years doing this dissertation research on the connections between sports and Christianity in American culture. During that time, I'm in the history department, which is awesome. They have great scholars doing American religion, but they didn't have anyone doing sports. And so when you do a dissertation, you develop a committee and you get some experts to make sure that you're not making stuff up, that it you know is up to par, all of that. And I wanted someone at Baylor who knew sports well. So I looked around campus and one of the people who studied sports was John White, who uh, was the uh, professor of sports ministry at Truett Seminary. And so I invited him to be on my dissertation committee. And that was really the first time that I noticed that there's some sports ministry programs happening at a seminary, which is something that I just didn't know knew existed. So that's, you know, 2013 to 2018. I'm still doing my history thing. I'm not really doing a lot with True Seminary, but I, I began to realize that there is this space for sports. I end up getting a job at Messiah College in 2018. So I spend a year, I'm a history professor, I'm teaching undergraduates. And then in 2019, a position opened up to come back to Baylor and to serve as an assistant director of this sports ministry program. I had never envisioned a career path where I could work at a seminary, where I could take my training in history and connect it with you know, ministry life, with theological education. But when I began to think about those possibilities, I got really excited about it. So I applied in 2019 and came down here to take what was then the sports ministry program and to build it out into what is now the Faith and Sports Institute. So for you, that as you saw that there could be a career path in, in faith and sports, what were the aspects of that that most interested you? Is it just anything related to faith and sports, or were there kind of strings that if we tugged on would kind of early on there kind of would unravel, the, would unfold the whole part of uh, what, what kind of drew to this in the first place? Mm, I definitely think there's some childhood stuff. Mm-hmm. Even sports history was big for me growing up. I loved reading books about the great players and the history of the NFL. I remember one of the first gifts that I was given that I just had for a long time was this 75-year history of the NFL. They were commemorating 75 years. I would have gotten it in 1995. And I read that book cover to cover. I was just fascinated by the stories of people who played these sports that I loved. And so that interest definitely was was, was a part of, you know, driving what I would want to do later on. I think the faith element then comes into my own story, being a pastor's kid, with Christianity being so important to how I saw myself. So in a lot of ways, what I get to do is to explore my own background through history, kind of understanding how is it that we've created these institutions and organizations and practices to help Christians in sports become formed in their faith. You know, for me, I'm just a curious person. I want to know the background behind things. I want to know the history behind things. And so it was natural for me to say, I know Christianity has shaped my sports experience. Where did those ideas come from? Where did those groups come from? Let me look into this history and then let me see if that can be helpful for other people to have a sense of where they are right now. Visiting with Paul Putz from uh, Baylor's Faith and Sport Institute and if we were to, to kind of get a kind of a 101 on the Faith and Sport Institute, if we were to sit in on different classes over the course of a week, what are some of the topics we might see uh, discussed or some of the settings we might find ourselves in? Mm, yeah, well, it would depend on where you're coming from. One of the great things about the Faith and Sports Institute 
is that we have programs to meet different learner needs in different constituencies. So just to give you kind of a big picture view, um, at, at, at its core, FSI is a, is a place where we're trying to form and shape Christian leaders in sports through theological education, through practical resources, through compelling research. So we're doing those things. But in some cases, we're doing that through graduate courses. That's really the heart of what we do at Truist Seminary. We have a graduate program for residential students, and then we have an online graduate program. Students in those graduate programs, they're taking classes on theological ethics of sports. They're taking classes on faith and sport integration. So they're actually developing practical ways to bring Christian faith into the sphere of sports. They're taking classes on the history of sports and Christianity. We go all the way back to the New Testament. And then we trace out how Christians have engaged with sports for 2,000 years. So they're getting a, a, you know, a look at sports from Christian theological perspectives from different disciplines. And then there's also a focus on, well, how does this matter practically? How can we take what is being learned and actually apply it in the context of sports? You know, that's at the graduate level. We also have a high school retreat. So we have something for high school athletes. In fact, it's going to be happening in June. So it's happening here soon this summer. And high school athletes are being taught practical ways to connect faith with their sports experience. We also have an online certificate program, which is for adult learners who, you know, maybe they don't want seminary education, the degree program, but they want resource and training on specific topics like theology, mental health, or leadership. And so people in, in those programs can enroll online and they'll get a flexible and adaptable course where they they get a little bit of the training that we can provide. So really, we're trying to reach many people. We're trying to reach leaders and future leaders who are engaged in sports. And we're really trying to help them become formed and shaped and equip them so they can go back into their spaces, wherever it is, and apply what they're learning into the field of sports. Now, is that online program you mentioned, is that the one you direct? That's right, yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we have a Master of Arts in Theology and Sports Studies brand new online uh, degree, just started in the fall of 2022. Uh, I've been real just happy with the group that we have together. We have a small cohort of students. We try to get around eight coming in each fall. They are from different areas of sports. So we've got athletic directors, coaches. We also have sports ministry, sports chaplain uh, staff members who across the United States are gathering with some online Zoom sessions, but then also engaging in, in graduate level work throughout the week and then coming together really as a learning community of people who have experience, who have wisdom, who have something to offer, but who also have the humility to keep learning and growing. So it's been it's been a lot of fun for me to to lead that program, put some of the classes together, and then just to get to know the students and to be a part of their lives. It's been a thrill. Paul, for you, I'm, I'm curious not to put too many words in your mouth, but you and I both went to small Christian schools for undergrad and came here to Baylor, both sports fans. What's unique to you about being at Baylor mm. for this? Because, you know, I know there's really not a lot like this out there. Yeah. I mean, there's a number of things. Resources matter. That's one thing. I think uh, attention, you know, the Baylor name opens doors that other places aren't necessarily going to open. You know, I think it's a unique combination of not being afraid to ask questions, too. I think the research side of Baylor, being an R1 institution, is very appealing to me. You know, as a historian, I need to be able to go and study the past. I need to ask hard questions. I need to go where the evidence takes me. And Baylor gives us the freedom to operate unambiguously Christian, to bring our faith into what we do, 
but then to do serious research, to do serious academic research. That's something that not every Christian school is going to allow you to do. And so Baylor does allow us to do that. We have the serious academics. We have the Christian commitments. And then we have a high-level commitment to sports, too. You know, I played at a small Christian school. It was nothing like what Baylor athletes are going through with the pressures and the attention and the skill level. And so all of those make Baylor unique. There's unique opportunities, unique challenges, but I really think it's important that a place like Baylor exists. This is Baylor Connections. We are visiting with Paul Putz, Assistant Director of the Faith and Sports Institute in Baylor's George W. Truett Theological Seminary. And Paul, wanna, we can kind of hopscotch a little bit around some, some topics related to, to faith and, and, and sports here. And I'm curious... You know, we hear, it's very common to hear um, sports imagery uh, used in context in context of faith and, and, and vice versa. Are, are there lenses that really are kind of key hallmarks for how you approach the way that you study faith in sports? So when I look at sports, I'm coming to it on the one hand, someone who is a Christian, someone who loves sports, is interested in it. And so there is a personal aspect to watching sports and making sense of it. On the other hand, I'm a historian. And so I have this academic training to try to consider how connections with the past shape the present. So when I'm looking at faith in sports, a lot of times I'm trying to figure out what, what are the histories behind things that we sort of take for granted now? Like, how did we get to this place? I'm always asking questions about how did we get here? Even if it's just a simple phrase, you know, like, I play for an audience of one, or a phrase like, you know, I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, or an action like kneeling in the end zone after a touchdown. I'm interested in who did that first? Why did they do it? You know, where did these ideas come from? This practice come from? What was the history behind that? And I think there's that curiosity for me because I really believe as human beings, we're related to, to one another in a, in a, in a uh, chronological sense, right? Like there's the, the beauty of what I think the Christian story of the world is so that we have this beginning point and we have, we believe this end point in the future and in between human beings are building on what's come before us. We rely on this community of believers across time and space, this community of human beings. And so when I'm looking at faith in sports, I'm trying to figure out how are Christians today doing things that are actually dependent on and reliant on what people before them came. People we may never know, people who we've forgotten, and yet their work matters. So in, in a sense, it's trying to honor the past, understand the past, and then figure out how that connects with the present. Do you, you know, you look at some of the, you gave some examples, you know, you'll hear, it's common to hear things, maybe maybe almost trivial, or a, a line in an interview, you know, an yeah. athlete mentioning their faith after a win, things that are really meaningful, like, you know, you hear stories about, Branch Rickey and Jackie Robinson's faith that that, that that changed the world. Is it for you? Is it that entire spectrum of of, of topics that, that that fascinate you? Absolutely, yeah. A lot of times I'll try to look at maybe something that's really well known in history and to try to say where was Christianity present here? And the Branch Rickey Jackie Robinson example, I think that's a that's a great example because this is a story that's shaped by two Christian stories: Jackie Robinson's Christian faith, Branch Rickey's Christian faith. And at the same time, it's also shaped by a Christian story of some Christians who resisted that. And so when I'm looking at the past, I'm trying to figure out the whole complexity of what Christians are doing and the different ways that we understand Christian engagement. I don't want to paint a, a, you know, a pretty picture as if everything was always perfect and Christians have done everything right. No, we, we need to be honest about who we are as a people, as a community, and what's happened in the past. And at the same time, I think 
the beautiful thing about going back and looking at history is that we're going to find examples of Christians standing up, in the case of Jackie Robinson and Ranch Ricky, for justice, for what we see as biblical values. You know, as a historian, I'm also trying to put that in context. So I'm trying to figure out what was going on at the time culturally, uh, within American society, that is shaping and providing opportunities for something like a Jackie Robinson Branch Ricky moment to happen. And so, you know, part of my work is is kind of going into the organizations that they were a part of, trying to study the ideas that are forming and shaping someone like Branch Ricky or like Jackie Robinson and putting that together. And what's fascinating with Jackie Robinson, for example, his story traces to Waco, Texas, which is pretty remarkable. So as I was trying to figure out where does Jackie Robinson's Christian faith come from, he is mentored by a pastor named Carl Downs. Carl Downs meets Jackie Robinson in Pasadena, California, and becomes a father figure to him, changes his life. Downs is a Methodist minister, and he actually graduated from high school in Waco, Texas. Oh, really? More high school in Waco, Texas. Now, this is at a time when, unfortunately, segregation is the norm. Carl Downs couldn't have gone to Baylor back then, mm-hmm. um, but he was someone who moves on outside of Waco, attends some HBCUs, gets theological training, connects with Jackie Robinson in Pasadena, California, changes his life, and becomes really the most important religious figure, uh, bringing Jackie Robinson into the faith and, and helping him form a full Christian worldview on life. And so wow. when I studied that and began to realize some of those connections, too, that's to me, that's fascinating. That's a story we should know. Like here yeah. in Waco, Texas, someone like Carl Downs, it wasn't just Jackie Robinson changing the world. It's the person behind those people changing the world that I try to look at. That's fascinating. Learn something new today. So we visit with Paul Putz here on Baylor Connections. I want to talk about another uh, historical figure who sports fans certainly know, and maybe even non-sports fans as well, uh, James Naismith, uh, the inventor of basketball. Uh, you're a basketball player uh, you're, yourself, and quite a story there. So uh, when did you first become interested in the origins of the game of basketball and, uh, and James Naismith's faith and its impact on that? You know, I think the first time I really learned about the Christian roots of basketball, it was actually from someone who's now a Baylor professor, uh, Alicia Kaufman. She's a Baylor history professor, and she used to be a journalist working. She worked at this magazine called Christian History. And I remember I was probably back in college, undergrad, and there was a story about James Naismith and the Christian roots of basketball, just a short story in this magazine. And I think that was probably the first time that I kind of put these together. Like, That's really interesting. This game that I love is doesn't exist really without Christian institutions. You know, I filed that away at the time. I wasn't a historian, but it was just fascinating. When I started my dissertation research and book project, I'm studying sports and Christianity. And so obviously I'm looking at basketball, but I also wanted to, to kind of go to the sources myself. So I've often heard people say things, you know, James Davis' famous quote that he wants to win men for the master through the gym. You hear lots of Christians who might bring this up, and they talk about this as kind of a source of pride. You know, as Christians, we can, we can feel, feel pride that James Naismith is one of us, and he starts basketball. And I wanted to figure out what were the other ideas going on. Did James Naismith actually say that quote? What was the context in which he said it? And what were the other sources I can look at to figure out what Naismith's real vision for basketball was? And so, driven by my history work and just my own curiosity, I went and read the sources as much as I could, whatever Naismith said about basketball, whatever other people said about those origins. I really just spent time uh, going back and and looking at that. In my my first book project, I only have a little bit on basketball. It ends up focusing more on the 1920s into the present. 
but I did so much research on it that I ended up taking some of that work and it'll probably actually be a foundation for my, for my next book project and trying to figure out what can I do with this? What can I do uh, related to basketball specifically that can connect this history with what Christians are, are doing today? And that was the genesis of a, a Truett Seminary Chapel talk that I gave. It's also been the genesis of some blog posts I've written and some other things, really just trying to trace out these Christian connections with basketball. And it's led to connections with his family, correct? Yeah, yeah. remarkably. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is probably the highlight of my spring semester. I, I gave this Truett Seminary Chapel talk, called it Jesus and James Naismith. And somehow a member of the Naismith family saw it online. Uh, it was actually one of the, the great, great grandsons. So uh, Sean emails me and says, hey, I, I heard your chapel talk. I really liked it. I've shared it with the family. And then Sean puts me in touch with Jim Naismith, who's the last living grandson of, of James Naismith. Jim and his wife Beverly live in Corpus Christi, Texas. And they've lived there pretty much their whole wow. lives. So they are Texans. They're not mm-hmm. that far away. We just started talking, and we clicked right away. One thing leads to another. Jim and Beverly came and visited Baylor. They were really interested in the seminary uh, sports program that we have, the Faith and Sports Institute, because James Naismith had been a seminary graduate. Before he creates basketball, he is theologically trained, and he really saw basketball as a form of Christian ministry. So for Jim and Beverly, they just came up for a visit. They got to meet with Scott Drew. They got to meet with Baylor Athletics folks. They met with Todd Still, the Truett Dean. And there's another fascinating, you know, kind of serendipitous connection David Garland, who is a recently retired Truett Seminary professor, back in 2008 or 2009, David Garland was the dean of Truett Seminary, and he was instrumental in launching the sports ministry program that became the Faith and Sports Institute. He sort of cast vision for it, helped to raise money for this. Well, David Garland's grandfather was a classmate with James Naismith no in way. Springfield College in 1891, like the very year that Naismith makes basketball, you have David Garland, this Truett Seminary professor who has literal connections wow. all the way back. And so uh, David and I, we had exchanged some emails about this. And so I invited David to come and just meet Jim and Beverly. And we got pictures and they swapped stories and uh, looked at a picture actually that had James Naismith next to Albert uh, Garland who was David's grandfather. And then we did a, another picture of David Garland next to Jim Naismith, you know, in 2023. Mm-hmm. So those, those connections were really fun. And, and also just to know that what we're doing at Baylor, being a Christian institution, taking sports seriously, taking faith seriously, and academics seriously, all of that stuff James Naismith was about too. Visiting with Paul Putz here on Baylor Connections. And Paul, I'd love to ask you more about that, but I know we're kind of running into the final few minutes here. And I want to ask you uh, about your book, The Spirit of the Game, American Protestants, Big Time Sports, and the Contest for National Identity. If we were pouring through an advanced copy of the book, what are some of the topics uh, we might might find? Mm. So really what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to tell the story of a group of people who change the ways that Christians engage with sports. You'll get to learn about how organizations like the Fellowship of Christian Athletes or Athletes in Action were formed. Baylor makes an appearance in there at several points. There are key leaders connected to Baylor, including Bill Glass, the all-American defensive lineman from back in the 1950s. He's a central figure in it. But you'll learn how these individuals and these organizations work together to create spaces in sports where Christianity is encouraged and promoted. 
at the same time, you're going to learn a little bit about American religion, the landscape of religion. I really use sport as a lens into understanding American Christianity and some of those changes. And then the last thing I think you'll get is you'll get a sense of American identity. You'll get a sense of the different ways that different American groups understand themselves. It's really a book that's about pluralism and belonging and the spaces we share together and how sports is a space where religious values can be promoted and encouraged, but there's always the question of how do we make space for for different religious groups, different religious perspectives to have a space as well. So I try to be empathetic with a critical eye. I try to tell a story that is true to the sources and that honors the people who have done this work, uh, while at the same time making it relatable. So even though it is an academic book, something that I hope that people who aren't academics can pick up and benefit from as well. And is that uh, 2024 when that's coming out? 2024 is the hope, yeah. It should be towards the end of 2024. All right. We'll have to – some of those topics would be really fascinating about culture and identity to dive into a little more. Maybe when the book comes out, we'll have to bring you back on here and and, and discuss that uh, when the time time comes. Let's do it. Well, Paul, as we wind down, uh, what's ahead for Faith and Sports Institute? Anything on the horizon about which you're particularly excited as we look ahead from summer 2023? Yeah. So right now in June, we have our high school retreat, which is happening, and that's always exciting. We've got young athletes in the Waco area and some from outside the state who come to Baylor, Baylor's campus, and they connect with mentors, and they're learning how to integrate faith and sports, and that's really encouraging. You know, we have our next cohort of the online Master of Arts in Theology and Sports Studies. We'll be starting this fall. I'm always excited to, to get a new group of students in our residential program as well. We have students coming in to start in the fall, you know, doing that work. I'm excited about our students more than anything. You know, we've got a great group of students who are doing good work. And at the end of the day, you know, with the Faith and Sports Institute, we are about equipping leaders and future leaders. So we're not the ones who are going out there and necessarily changing the world and changing the people in culture of sports, but we're trying to train the people who will do that. We're trying to be a resource and a support and really connect with what Baylor's vision should be about, which is hey, we are this unique space where we have some resources and we have this R1 status and we have these Power 5 athletics and we have this Christian identity. Let's steward those resources for the good of the world. Let's, let's, let's make sure that we're serving people with whatever we do. And so whether it's Baylor, Truett, FSI, and my own work, I think the whole goal is let me come alongside people and let me help them become better versions of themselves and unleash their potential to change the world. Well, that's exciting. We appreciate the work you're doing and uh, look forward to seeing the continued free debate. And we appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Oh, thanks so much. It's been fun. Great to have you here. Thanks very much. Uh, Paul Putz, Assistant Director of the Faith and Sports Institute at Truett Seminary, our guest today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online, baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.